Hey guys, it's Ahana, and welcome back to 1 in 8. Last time in our first episode, we had a brief introduction into the field of oncology, and today we will be diving into breast cancer, and we will talk about the most common type of breast cancer as well. I am actually an ambassador for an organization called National Breast Cancer Foundation, and I decided to invite another ambassador, Shruti Naraharaseti, to talk a little bit about breast cancer as well. Shruti, go ahead and take the stage. Thanks, Sahana. Whenever people talk about breast cancer, it seems overwhelming or daunting. So let's start with the basics. Breast cancer is the unregulated and irregular growth of cells in the breast. Second to skin cancer, it's the most common type of cancer found in women. Now, there are several types of breast cancer, many of which present themselves as lumps. However, certain types, such as inflammatory breast cancer, known as IBC, can present themselves as rashes or bumps on the skin. Now, that is why it's so important to not only do a monthly check, but also be observant with what is happening with your body. It is extremely important to be aware of family history with breast cancer because if a family member has had it in the past, then it's definitely something to mention to your doctor and look out for. And the reason behind this is if someone in your family has had it, you may also have the BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene, which would make you more susceptible to getting breast cancer in the future. Physicians advise doing a monthly self-check and scheduling annual mammograms, especially after you enter your 40s. Early detection truly is key with breast cancer because the sooner you detect it, the sooner you can control it. This brings us to the various stages of breast cancer. Starting with stage zero, stage zero is used to describe non-invasive breast cancer and in this stage, there are cancer cells, but they're contained within the duct. It is cancer, but it is non-invasive or pre-invasive. Stages one through three are invasive without spreading to organs outside of the breast. In stage one, cancer cells are breaking through or invading normal surrounding breast tissue. In stage two, that means that the cancer is growing but is still limited to the breast or near the lymph nodes. And according to the American Cancer Society, the five-year survival rate for stage two breast cancer is 93% for women who have completed treatment. Stage three cancer generally means the breast cancer has become larger and also invaded nearby lymph nodes, but has not spread to distant organs. Stage four is the metastatic stage. The cancer has spread to other areas of the body, such as the brain, bones, lung, and liver. And as mentioned earlier, early detection truly is key to surviving and battling breast cancer. According to the American Cancer Society, when breast cancer is detected early and is in the localized stage, the five-year relative survival rate is 99%. Some symptoms to watch out for include breast pain or a new lump or mass. Adult women of all ages are encouraged to conduct a monthly breast self-check exam. To conclude the general information before I move on to the ERPR+, I want to clear up some common myths. One of the most common myths is that men cannot get breast cancer. This is not true. Both men and women have breast tissue and can get breast cancer. Although they are far less likely to, men can still get it. However, the lack of awareness of this fact makes men have lower chances of success battling breast cancer. Many of them do not think it is possible and leave it unchecked, and as mentioned earlier, early detection is key. Another common myth is that if you have a lump, then you have breast cancer. This is also not true. A very small percentage of lumps turn out to be breast cancer. However, it's always better to be safe, which is why it's highly encouraged to conduct self-check exams often. I hope you're able to learn more about breast cancer in its various stages. Thank you, Shruti. All this information can be overwhelming, 
but it is important to understand these concepts before diving into the subtypes of breast cancer. With that, let's dive into the first subtype, estrogen and progesterone positive breast cancer. So to start off, breast cancer cells can have receptors called estrogen receptors, ER, and progesterone receptors, PR. These cancer cells depend on these ER-PR receptors to grow. Estrogen and progesterone can control a lot of hormonal functions in women, like pregnancy, sexual development, childbirth, and even menopause. So to start off for diagnostics, um, we take a biopsy. And what a biopsy, what a biopsy essentially is, is um, it is a removal of small tissue. And the small tissue can be taken from surgery usually, and it's usually used to be examined under a microscope, or in our case, the IHC test. So for us, we use the immunohistochemistry test in order to see that there are estrogen and progesterone receptors in a tumor. Usually, if the test comes back with a zero or one positive, the test is considered ERPR negative. If it is three plus, then it's ERPR positive. And if it's two plus, um, the test results come as inconclusive or not sure, and it needs further testing. So if we get those results from this IHC test and the breast cancer cells test positive for ERPR receptors, the cancer is called ER positive breast cancer. And likewise, if the breast cancer cells have progesterone receptors, the cancer is called PR positive breast cancer. And if these cancer cells don't have either of these two receptors, the cancer is ERPR negative. If it has both, then it's considered ERPR positive. It is important to note that approximately 80% of breast cancers are ER and or PR positive. So it is important to understand what exactly ERPR cancer is. The diagnostics of a tumor is just vital to understand how dangerous the tumor is and how likely it could come back if it's cured. Understanding a tumor and testing for estrogen and or progesterone receptors helps doctors to understand how to treat the cancer itself. Usually for treatment, we use hormone therapy. And what hormone therapy essentially is, is the drugs that are used act as a blocker and blocks ER and or PR positive tumors from using estrogen or progesterone. This would eventually slow or just stop the tumor growth. And within these um, ERPR blockers, the two most commonly known drugs are tamoxifen and aromatase. Tamoxifen is used for women of all ages, but aromatase is actually an inhibitor, inhibitor that is used in postmenopausal women. This drug basically stops the tissues and organs other than the ovaries from producing estrogen. This isn't usually recommended in premenopausal women because ovaries are still producing estrogen, however. There is chemotherapy and surgery itself, but hormone therapy um, is recommended in these cases. It is important to note that although 80% of breast cancer patients have ERPR cancer, ERPR cancer is very slow growing and it has a better prognosis than the rest of other cancers, meaning that it is easier to treat and it is easier to map out treatment. So then again, I'm emphasizing from the last episode that healthy habits do make a huge difference, especially in ERPR cancer. Since estrogen and progesterone are hormones, factors can lead to the more likelihood chance of having ERPR cancer. For example, obesity can lead to a higher chance because it would raise um, the likelihood of having those ER receptors. But 
then again, it's all about keeping those healthy habits. It's all about having a healthy lifestyle, getting exercise, a proper nutrition, um, limiting alcohol consumption. It's all about those tiny steps you could take to create an impact. So with that, I just wanted to close off my episode and thank you guys once again for always listening and supporting me throughout this. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys in episode three.